Hey everyone, welcome back to Spillin' TV, the podcast, or, you know, welcome to it if this is your first time listening. I'm Tyler, and on this episode, I'm going to be recapping slash reviewing, or just really talking to myself about Utopia Falls Season 1, Episode 2, titled, Can I Kick It? So, Can I Kick It is a song by A Tribe Called Quest, and this episode was written by Courtney Jane Walker. This is the only episode that they're credited with for this show, but they have written some episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation. This episode was also directed by RT, um, you know, R.T with an exclamation mark. I tried to say it as, like, enthusiastic as I could, but it didn't really work. Um, but he's the one that directed the episode, as well as majority of the episodes of this season, I believe. So, I want to start by going over a couple things I forgot to mention last time, uh, slash some stuff I fact-checked. In, uh, the beginning of that first episode, when, after Aaliyah was, like, doing the tour guide stuff, where she wasn't really a tour guide, but I was just confused, um, we got to see some backstory, or at least, like, familial or sector life for everyone except for Apollo in Brooklyn, which I thought was interesting. And then I double-checked her dad's basic name is Gerald. So, yeah, I was right about it being basic. And then um, the mentor guy from the academy, his name is truly Mentor Watts. So I wasn't off, you know? So episode two picks up where we left off from episode one with Aaliyah and Bodhi in Snoop Dogg's cave aka the archive and the song win by j-rock is playing which coincidentally is also the theme song of that new netflix show by kenya barris called black af and i had just finished watching that before re-watching this episode to record this podcast that no one's gonna listen to but that's fine um so again i took some notes because that felt like the right thing to do if i was gonna remember anything uh walk it out is playing in the archive and oh it took me back um just so when times were simpler and to when we weren't in quarantine and when corona wasn't a thing and was just a beverage you know to the good old days so something the archive can see um so the archive can hear it's like artificial intelligence and it adapts I don't know if that's the proper word but the archive like speaks to them so it can hear them and then also apparently it can see them because uh it called out Bodhi for not dancing while Aaliyah was dancing and then um Bodhi you know he 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 joins in with the dancing and the archive's like get in and it's like yeah whatever um <laughs> but after the like cute little dance so walk it out um we hear Bodhi start to, like, drop some bars. Um, he's, like, experimenting with rapping. Um, and we, he's, like, repeating the phrase, I'm heightened, enlightened. And then he says more things that I've forgotten and didn't write down. But that becomes, like, his stepping stone into this whole idea of incorporating rap into his, in the way that he performs and moves throughout life. And he just keeps saying, I'm heightened, enlightened. Aaliyah starts dancing to Bodhi's rap, which really isn't that great, and it reminded me of that one video um, I've seen on Twitter where it's like 
two guys and one is like rapping and the other one is like so supportively dancing and I think that they might be brothers I feel like I heard about that um but if I can find it I'm gonna try to link it in the description if you're listening on um apple podcast slash if you're listening at all um <laughs> so like as this is happening and Aaliyah's like you know dancing and feeling it Bodhi starts to feel the vibes and they get a little too close um you know stand back and getting a little close but at, at that moment Bodhi being the gentleman that he is he apologizes if he has like overstepped his boundaries and it's like all right Bodhi what a gentleman and then it's like you know I see it for whatever this ship is I feel like it's called Bodalaya but I could be wrong and also that sounds like the family on uh, a series of unfortunate events the Baudelaire's so but I if it's not Bodalaya, I can't come up with anything better. So, Bodhi decides that all of these archive shenanigans should remain secret. And he definitely has a point. Like, he doesn't want to risk everything he's worked for. So, he doesn't want to tell anyone else. Like, he doesn't want to alert, like, the authority or Aaliyah's father or the rest of the um, candidates in the exemplar. Like, he wants to keep this on the low because he does not want to be in trouble. Aaliyah reluctantly agrees to keep this a secret. So um, as they're about to leave the archive, Aaliyah notices this book of childhood stories and she claims that she's seen this book before in the same way that she had claimed that she had seen the woods before that she was in where the, where the archive is, where it's like, oh, all this feels familiar and like, I don't know how to explain it. So she, um, when they agree to leave, she grabs the book and um, they make it out of the archive and like literally what is time because when they get outside, it's like daylight, like the sun is up. And Aaliyah tries to put her hand back on the little um, lock thing to close the door back and it won't close and she's kind of nervous about that. And I have a theory that maybe it didn't close because she took the book from the archive, but then literally the fact that this door doesn't close does not come back up like it is a non-factor and a non-issue and so I don't really know why it was important in that moment truly but after they they get back into the academy they're like walking in they're still like you know whisper singing because they don't want to get caught to like walk it out and I really just want to point out that at no point did they actually do the like walk it out dance like they were really just doing whatever and you know what can you do because they didn't have access to the truth hi it's future me here um while i'm editing this podcast i realized i made a mistake and i you know want to fix it i also realized i made a mistake earlier when i said something but like my memory is trash so i don't even remember what that mistake was but you know just allowed this correction right here okay so technically they did have access to the truth because the archive definitely has video footage but you know they were just having a good time and who am I to judge if the dance moves weren't necessarily historically accurate you know I'm just gonna let them have this one okay um yeah future me out um but when they walk in uh, Apollo is like lurking in the backdrop and he sees Bodhi and Aaliyah sneaking in he says nothing he stays hidden in the shadows but it's like, okay, Apollo, I see you. They might, they may not have seen you, but I did. Also, side note, when the opening credits were going, 
I noticed that um, Devin and Humberly's names, um, the, the actresses that play Sage and Brooklyn, their names in the opening credits appear on the same screen. And like, okay, is that a coincidence? Because I feel like it's not. It felt intentional. Now, it might not have been, but I'm just going to say it is. So fast forward a little bit and uh, Aaliyah and Tempo are like sitting down to get breakfast and Aaliyah has decided to lie. Uh, <laughs> he asks her like what she got up to last night and she's like, oh, nothing. Uh, I think she said I practiced or something. So she lies about going to the Secret Woods party and obviously does not mention the archive because she said she'd keep it a secret. So... Boji is like very skeptical of Moore while Max is like all in on him and it's kind of a point of tension between the two but not really because Mags um has just I don't know Mags is like good vibes only and he has this really bright personality and like doesn't let this like tension affect him and the reason I bring up the whole more times thing is that Mags was talking about how Moore is throwing a block party back at reform sector and was talking about going to with Bodhi. Now, Phydra is trying to figure out who broke into New Babel and how they got in. Um, because this the city of New Babel is like surrounded by some force field. I think it's called the shield. Um, my memory is failing me. But there's like this this force field or shield around the entire city and there was a breach in that security and she's trying to figure out who and how. We go back to the academy and we see Brooklyn and she's doing some um, vocal warm-ups that Matt, Bodie and Max just cannot keep up with. They simply don't have the range. And what they take note in is that Sage is um, being a bit cold towards Brooklyn. And so Brooklyn tries to prove she's got game and goes over to Sage Um and when she goes over to Sage, Sage is still being pretty cold. Like, really short answer is not really giving in to Brooklyn's uh, attempts at charm. We cut to Tempo dancing to um, uh, like a like a strings version of Ain't No Sunshine, and uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how I felt about it. Like. There, like, there are no words, but you know it was Ain't No Sunshine, and it was just, like, all strings. But um, Apollo walks in to tell him about the shenanigans that he saw taking place this morning, and he definitely delivered that news very dramatically. Um, but he told Tempo about how he saw Bodie and Aaliyah sneaking in this morning. Now, I just have a couple of thoughts. One, you know, Apollo... He's a real one, right? That's Tempo's friend. Like, they go way back. Yes, he's going to tell him because he know, knows that Tempo basically just loves Aaliyah so dearly. And so he knows that he may be gutted to find out that she's hanging out with Bodhi and that, you know, it could be more than, I don't know, a budding friendship. But then the other case, I'm like, Aaliyah and Tempo literally are not together, and he doesn't really have a right to know her um, whereabouts and what she's doing. But, you know, <laughs> friendship, that's great. We head to Reform Sector, and these interactions between Bodhi and More Times are just spicy. Honestly, there's just, like, so much tension there, and it's just, like, I don't know, it's like Bodhi's got all this, like, 
I don't want to say aggression because it's not really aggression. I want to say it's frustration. Like Bodhi's kind of frustrated with the way the system works in like back in reform and just like in life or whatever. Like you have to feel, I don't know, tied to or responsible for the people who like helped you in life. Like, you know, the sense of obligation you would feel towards a parent even though Moore's not his parent, but just, like, someone who looked out for him when he was younger. I don't know. But so they're back here reform for the block party, and Moore is telling Mags and Bodie that they should perform for the people of reform, uh-huh, perform reform, um, to show them what they've been working on for the exemplar and, you know, put on a show for their home sector. Well, Mags, being Mags, is, you know... He he's for it. He's about it. He's willing to do it. Bodhi is like vehemently like against it. Like he's like no, don't wanna. And then more brings up Bodhi's father, and then the whole situation got even more spicy. Like I could taste it to the through the screen spicy. And so then Max tries to defuse the situation by saying that he'll perform. Bodhi can watch, but he'll perform, and everything will be fine. So we cut back over to Aaliyah, and she's now in progress sector, um, talking to her father, Gerald, because she's trying to get some answers and some information about her mother. Like, she's feeling so drawn to this archive because of how she's having these, like, memory flashes of being in those woods or seeing that book. And she's really just trying to see if there's something she's missing, like, if there's something that he's not telling her. And her father's saying that he has no idea what she's talking about. And then, like, Gerald is just pretending to be so hurt. And it's like, mm, he know he lying. Like, he's definitely lying about not knowing what she's talking about. Or, like, lying about something. Like, lying about something that has to do with her mother. Like, you know, I can tell. He can tell. I don't know if Aaliyah can tell. Probably not, because she's really just like, oh my god, I hurt my dad by bringing up my mom. Let me console him real quick. So, whatever. We flash back over to uh, more times in a block party. And then it's like, here we go again with that, like, pseudo Pledge of Allegiance for state for community for all. And I'm like, okay, cult. But uh, more times, his ego is, like, bruised. And so he's kind of, like, being... Um, a little bit spiteful like there's just there's this like power struggle that's happening between Bodhi and more times because Bodhi doesn't want to feel this sense of obligation towards him and more times it's kind of just like you owe me because if it weren't for me you wouldn't be here doing this or whatever and then Bodhi's really just like you're not my dad so what can you do um more like introduces um mags up on stage to perform uh, like what he's been working on, but he also is like, but let's know Max isn't the only member of reform sector to be in the exemplar. Let's also welcome up Bodhi. And then it's like, you can just see Bodhi seething and he's put on the spot. So obviously he has to go up there and perform. So then Bodhi gets up on the stage and more says something about like having fed them or whatever or feeding them. And then Bodhi's response is, who's feeding who more? Because, like, more times is really acting like he raised them, and, like, Bodhi's simply not having it. So, just so much tension. 
And then um, Max starts singing his Gaia New Babylon song. And then Bodie slips in with a whole freestyle, like never before seen performance. And he is shooting shots at more times. Like, <laughs> and I laughed at this. Like, you know, shots were fired. He said, how are you going to brush it off when you don't brush your plaque? And I'm like, ooh, more times found dead at the block party because no one saw that coming. Um, and then he also says something about regret in is one of the lines and like regret was a way too hype in the audience he was like that's me he was so hype and it's like we love forget like why not then Bodie, <laughs> i was like yelling this at my screen when i was watching this i was like drop the mic drop the mic Bodie drops the mic and i'm like i see you Bodie. you know you're growing we go back over to the academy and i'm like are all these kids just like multi-talented because we see tempo playing the piano like, it was just, you know, he was tickling the old ivories. It was just, like, a couple little um, notes. But it was just, like, he looked like he probably knew what he was doing. And I'm like, how do you all have so much talent? I just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and how come I don't have it? Truly is what I'm asking, you know? Asking for myself. So, um, Aaliyah is back at the academy and she's talking to Tempo. And it's like, Tempo kind of confronts her about, the whole sneaking in thing or her going to the party or whatever and she's kind of talking to him like he's her father because she says something like it's pretty clear you would disapprove and it's like yo why are you talking to me like this he's literally not your dad you don't have to answer to him like yes he's your friend but you literally don't have to answer to him like that he's asking her about sneaking in with Bodhi like specifically and I'm still about that he has no obligation to receive that type of information like it's none of his business and you know maybe I'm too harsh on tempo maybe I am I I don't know what to do about it (laughs) um (laughs) he's just so typical like white male I can't be any other way at least not right now. Like, right now, he, he's just too typical white man, and I just, I don't have the energy to um, come to his defense. But I will say he's talented, because I just said that. Um, but I don't think he has a right to know any of this information. I don't think he, he is obligated to. Yeah, I'm just like, I don't hate Tempo, but if I'm not allowed to slander a fictional white male character, then who can I slander? While being white, Tempo still has some redeeming qualities, so, like, it's okay. You know, we'll get there at some point. Um, And Aaliyah tells Tempo that she doesn't like lying to him and says that there's something he should see. And I'm like, um, no. Like, don't do this. Tempo is, like, probably a narc. Don't tell him. (laughs) Like, uh, so she takes Tempo to see the archive, you know, as expected, because she didn't keep her word uh, about keeping it a secret. Literally, it wasn't even a day. It was a matter of hours, and she crumbled, just folded. Um, Tempo gets in there, and he just looks, like, shell-shocked. He looked, he's never seen anything like this in his life, and, like, that is 100% true. He has not seen anything like this in his life, and it is written all over his face. So, Tempo is, like, touching everything, like, you know, like, in a museum where the sign says, do not touch, yeah. Tempo's touching it like you're touching something you're not supposed to touch. And um, 
he's just saying that we shouldn't be here like this feels wrong but Aaliyah is like really leaning into the fact that she has this connection because her hand opened the door and she's like well if we're not supposed to be here then how come I was able to open the door and uh Tempo is just calling everything dangerous and he's worried about getting kicked out of the exemplar and it's like all right Tempo can you be a little bit more fun but I know that I did not have the same energy about Bodhi earlier which is probably like five minutes ago when I was talking about how Bodhi didn't want to get kicked out of the exemplar for sharing this information. So, uh, speaking of Bodhi, he pops up at the archive and uh, is saying like, I thought this was supposed to be between us. And then Tempo, see, here's why I don't like Tempo that much. He's like, don't let this guy influence you. And you know, that's really what got me to be against tempo because while okay so while this show takes place in the future there's like a few different lenses to kind of view some of these interactions through and if i'm viewing it through the lens of like today's society this white man <laughs> okay he's not like a grown man like he's like a kid they're 16 so this white kid is telling her not to let this guy influence you Bodhi, who is a black male don't let the black man influence you Mm, absolutely not really felt racially motivated but in this society in the future things are less about race and more about class so this felt classily motivated I don't think that's the right classily classistly you know what it felt classist um because Bodhi's from a foreign sector so ooh, don't let this guy from the wrong side of the tracks influence you then Bodhi with the comeback says Aaliyah is way too smart and stubborn to let anyone influence her. She's your girl. Shouldn't you know that? And it's like, ooh, Bodhi, you got a point there. And then you kind of like lost the point after that because I'm telling you now, Aaliyah belongs to no one. But Aaliyah is way too smart and too stubborn to be influenced by anyone. And the tempo's been her friend for life. He should know that. So that's, that's that on that. I just have a note on fashion uh these little sector jumpsuits like i really be weak like i don't want to say they look like prison jumpsuits but i kind of want to say they look like prison jumpsuits but they're not orange like each sector has a different color like bodies is gray from reform um progress sectors is blue industry is like a red or blood orange color and then nature i think is green but I also kind of don't remember right now. But um, Aaliyah is like spicing hers up with like a, a scarf or a belt. I think it's probably a belt, but it really could also just be a scarf tied around her waist, you know, to, <laughs> I don't know, man, to add an accent to the look. Um, and then like Tempo has his sleeves rolled all the way up, which I have a question about because how can you roll a long sleeve all the way, like all the way up to your shoulders? that doesn't make any sense so like do they have different sleeve lengths like sleeve do they have different sleeve lengths or like this tempo just got sleeve rolling powers anyway that's enough on fashion i obviously know nothing about fashion and if you ask any of my friends they'll tell you i got like one look and it's just comfortable but we're gonna go back over to the academy where brooklyn kind of in a stalker way walks in on sage mid-rehearsal and she kind of just like reads her life real quick like she tells her everything she 
assumes to be true about her or knows to be true about her and it starts with her being tightly wound but still an amazing dancer and it's like yeah so she's just kind of high strung like she is kind of like she isn't letting loose and it's visible it's like part of who she is and Brooklyn's like yeah I can see that and then she also says that she's a high achieving student at nature sector and this is where I was confused because I didn't know they had real school like I have been wondering that I'm like do y'all take classes you know math science history unraveling the mystery it all started with the big bang you know I was uncertain so this kind of confirmed that there's school there and then uh Brooklyn is really just too smooth um while she's laying out all these sage facts because she ends with and I know you like me it was like really on her xoxo gossip girl status and because then sage basically like admits to it um but she didn't look too happy to be admitting this truth about her and how she feels about Brooklyn so um we cut over to Mags um and he's in Bodie's room and they're talking about what happened at the block party and Max is like your performance was flames it was like you were talking but like you weren't talking it was incredible um but then after praising his performance he then comes to the 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 defense of more times and um he basically tells Bodie that he doesn't feel like more deserved to be treated like that and like Bodie feels like he's leveled up in life so he realizes he doesn't need to be at the beck and call of more times like he feels like everyone is putting their like hopes and dreams on him as well as mags um being from a forum sector um he just feels like there's too much pressure because like they're the two that are in the exemplar and so of course the people of reform are going to want one of their own to win the exemplar and then it's just all this like additional pressure he's feeling because he's also feeling pressure from himself because of course he wants to win the exemplar but then he's also feeling like pressure from his past because he talks about how his father never had the chance to make it out of reform sector and he really doesn't want to let that happen to them and like he's vowed to not be that person and like mags really chimes in so wise and he tells Bodie that he can't let the past weigh him down and and then Bodie and mags have this really cute little handshake that they did and i was like wow i just love friendship so much (laughs) so we're still in the academy and um they're talking about what makes uh, an, an exemplar winner or like the quality of an exemplar winner and they're like it's not just a gifted artist it's someone who is consistently honing their craft and that there's going to be another demonstration and the, the the kids will have the ability to collaborate with another candidate if they so choose for this like performance demonstration so uh Bodhi's back in the cave and he's working on his uh rhymes <laughs> like really just consuming as much hip-hop as he can and then Aaliyah also in a stalker way like both Aaliyah kind of some stalkers Sagelin kind of some stalkers me kind of here for it let me not lie I'm like all the way in on it like I'm completely here for it stalk away but like you know in a cute way <laughs> that's that's problematic stalking is so problematic but I've said what I said and I'm not gonna take it back at this point so Aaliyah standing off watching him like in his groove and then Bodhi starts to like Bodhi takes note of her and they have a little conversation and then Bodhi starts to 
expressed to Aaliyah that he's really connecting with this music because it feels true to his life and he's never heard anything like it before. Um, and I'm certain that I said this last time, I definitely said that Reform Sector was the hood. And uh, I mean, it is. It's over-policed and it's treated like less than. Um, Bodhi talks about this music having this connection between art and what his life is actually like and that's something different from him and then he starts uh rapping something that I I meant to look up because like I've said before I know nothing about hip-hop and so I can't identify what the song was but he's like saying the lyrics and I'm just gonna read them I'm not gonna rap them because one I can't two I don't know what it's from and I forgot to look it up and I could do it now but I could also just not um he said um People warn me when you're on top, there's envy. I took my people out the hood, but you doubt on us. Saying we left the hood, but can't get it out of us. My bad, step up my shoes, give them to you. Here's my car and my house, you can live in that too. And he's really just talking about like the possibility of even getting out of reform and what that would mean and like the types of obligations he would feel to his people if he were to ever leave. And then Bodhi is really leaning in to Aaliyah trying to discover her truth about this whole archive business like Bodhi unlike Tempo with this stuff is like very supportive and is like you do have a connection you should explore that and you should figure it out where Tempo is like no illegal illegal you're gonna get kicked out let it go it's like wow dude calm down um and then the archive drops this line that is honestly it's a work of art um <laughs> the archive says how about I play you some of that Snoop Dogg I was talking about? And I'm just like, this is the A1 line right here because the archive is Snoop Dogg. And it was just a very meta situation. And I loved it. So, Phydra pops up in her home sector, which is reform. And she is at more times place of um, quote unquote business. You know, his like black market shenanigans. Um, I've said shenanigans so many times. I think it was like three, but it really felt like a lot. Um, but she's at his place of business and she's asking him about getting materials for building a device that would allow someone to pass through that shield force field thing. And she specifically asks about if anyone purchased the parts within the last year. And, you know, he says no. And she's like, I can make things really difficult for you or whatever. You best not mess with authority i don't know she's all this thing she's like threatening him threatening him to tell the truth and all such stuff and you know fadra sucks and she knows like about this whole illegal business he's running but she doesn't do anything about it and it's kind of like why not like i am a little bit concerned like why like why do you know about these dealings and like not do anything like no i'm not really rooting for more times to like be in a bunch of trouble. I'm just trying to understand how the authority knows this and doesn't stop it. This is that corrupt government. You see, all governments, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Look, <laughs> the government is corrupt. I won't specify which government I'm speaking about. Now, Fajr also has this like really weird braid. Like he goes all the way to the back and before I thought it was just like a regular braid, but then there's like <sighs> branches. <laughs> That's like not the word. So it's, whatever, it's like in a ponytail and it's like braided to the back, so then it's like long, but then randomly at different points in the back of her head, the hair connects to the braid. 
I know it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make sense when you see it either. So jot that down. Now, um, Aaliyah is on a mission. Look, she is a girl with a plan, sort of. She has a goal. She is trying to get answers. And she is um, back at progress sector trying to figure out some information about um, genetic locks. And she finds out that um, a lock set when this lock would have been set would open for common DNA. And so therefore, if a parent set it, their child would be able to open it, which is just all the reason to believe that her mother set this lock and she has the ability to open it because of common DNA. Now, we're back at the academy and it's time for performances and Tempo being Tempo. Oh my gosh, Tempo. Um, he doesn't understand Aaliyah's obsession with the archive. Like, he, he just doesn't get it. And he just keeps trying to keep her focused on the competition and doing her best in the exemplar. Like, he's really, like, he's got this one-track mind and this, like, one-set plan that he has. And it's, like, the plan is I win the exemplar, Aaliyah gets second in the exemplar, me and Aaliyah live happily ever after, and that's really just the plan. Like, I don't think he, had any, I don't think he has any other goals, nothing else in mind. So... Uh, performances begin and we got Apollo and he's on keys because Apollo is literally always playing the music. It's almost like he should just, you know, work there and he should perform too, but it's like, he's just reliable, reliably playing that piano. Um, and Sage is doing a beautiful dance and she's like, I don't know, like something about this dance feels like she's spiting Brooklyn somehow. Like, in her moves, like, every chance she gets, like, every turn she takes where her eyes land, could land on Brooklyn, they do land, and it's, like, a piercing, angry look. Like, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm not tightly wound. I can dance real well. And it's like, of course you can dance really well. You're sage. Um, but Aaliyah, like, notices that tension and then she's like, ooh, you're in trouble now. And then Brooklyn's like, so help me, Gaia. Um, and I don't know, it was a really cute moment because Sage Lynn, like, Sage and Brooklyn, like, it's cute. And then Aaliyah being Aaliyah and, like, talking to Brooklyn and, like, cultivating this, like, friendship that they have. It's just all so wonderful. And I really just like friendship. And I don't know <laughs> what else to say about that. So... Aaliyah performs and she just falls mid-performance like she falls and she's visibly shaken by it and everyone's kind of just looking and she's just looking and it's like oh what are we gonna do and then it's awkward but then Bodie being a champ steps in and starts like making a beat on the thing he was sitting on well well no same thing like it was like a ledge he was sitting there and he like starts patting on it like a drum and making a beat and then Max kind of joins in and then Aaliyah gets back into it, starts doing some hip-hop moves. And then Bodie jumps up and he starts, you know, spitting bars. And then it's like they just shaking the whole table. And like Mentor Chapter has a look of pride and intrigue. While Mentor Watts is like, what is this? This is blasphemy. We must, we must stop it now. This has never been done before. And then Chapter's like, chill, bro. Just let it go. Anyway, everyone's hyping him up. And then, um... Like, at, everyone's, like, clapping and cheering and stuff when the performance ends because at one point, like, all the music drops and it's just Bodie rapping and he's, like, you know, rapping real fast. Like, like he was practicing being Busta Rhymes fast. 
Um, and so then afterwards, everyone's just in shock and, like, clapping and cheering and then, like, hyping him up. And Brooklyn <laughs> makes this comment. It's like, it's like your voice was percussion, but with words. And I'm like, it's so, I don't know. I want to say funny. I want to say interesting to hear the way that someone would describe rap without being able to use the word rap or knowing what that is because like Max is like it's like you were talking but you weren't talking and then Brooklyn is like it's like your voice was percussion but with words and it's like I don't know it's weird it's interesting I just like this show a lot um (laughs) I don't have any words I'm bringing no hot takes here I'm bringing nothing interesting to the table and truly this doesn't need to exist but it does because honestly well one because I felt like doing it and two I saw on someone's, this is a total tangent, but I was looking at one of my um, old friend's Instagram stories and she had this, um, it was like a quote or something and I don't remember it verbatim, but basically it was like, make the thing even if no one cares. And so like, here I am because I care and you know, I'm just having fun with it. Uh, okay. How can you be, how can I be so uncomfortable in my own house literally by myself talking to no one love that about me um so brooklyn (laughs) follows sage and she tells her that she was flames and that she should let loose more and then sage um and then they have this like back and forth and Sage just like not everyone likes to show who they are all the time and then you look sage and brooklyn just have this rhythm you know it's just there. The chemistry is just there. The banter is just there. They just they just have it. They have it, okay? And so then Brooklyn is like, it's nice to leave something to the imagination. And for the record, you're a beautiful dancer. And I just hope the girl behind the moves gives me a chance to get to know her. And it's like, okay, okay, Brooklyn. Because what kind of line? I just hope the girl behind the moves gives me a chance to get to know her. How poetic. And then... She ends it with good night, sweet Sage. And my entire heart melted. And I know Sage just did because I could feel it, you know? Like I, I identified with her in that moment. And so I also felt that her heart melted. And she just had to walk into her room to process what just happened. Because I had to sit on my couch and just process what just happened. Because, like, how, it was just, oh, it, so cute. It hurts. Um, really, like, it's gonna combust. It's fine. Uh, Sage is obviously feeling the feelings. Brooklyn is obviously feeling the feelings. So it's just a matter of time until they feel the feelings at the same time together. You know? It's just a matter of time. Um, and then the episode ends. Truly, the episode should have ended with Goodnight Sweet Sage. But that doesn't really set anything up for the next one. So the episode actually ends with... Aaliyah and Bodie being taken to authority headquarters and everyone else is just looking dazed and confused at the academy like, oh my goodness, oh my Gaia, what have they done? So that like wraps up what goes down in episode two of Utopia Falls and I don't, this show really just is bringing me joy. Like I've seen it and these like rewatches are bringing me joy. Like my sagelin heart is really just melting. Um, I truly can't get enough of this. Um, I also am enjoying following some of the cast members on Instagram because they're like friends in real life. And truly, 
I don't know, something about, well, I guess not something about, like, when castmates, like, in real life, uh, have, like, your relationships and friendships with one another, it can really bleed on, onto the screen, like, the on-screen, on, on-screen, on-screen chemistry just is, like, that much more intense because they actually do care about each other and the friendships are just even better and, like, feel more authentic and feel, like, lived in and... I don't know it just it just makes it better like it's one of the reasons why I also love the bold type so much which you know give me a minute and I will be talking about that non-stop because I love it so much too but the way that the three main girls um are friends in real life and that friendship feels so authentic and I don't know it just makes me I have friends uh, <laughs> so I'm not gonna say it makes me wish I had friends but it does make me wish that um then I could, one, see my friends because it's quarantine and I can't see anyone. Um, but then, two, it makes me, well, I don't know. It just, I've lost, like, all my words because this show really just brings such a sense of kind of, like, happiness and, like, hope and um, an escape from the true dreary and, like, impending doom of the world today right now. Because, like, everything just feels awful, but this show doesn't. Um despite the this I've, I've said this before or I've written it before I don't know despite the dystopian nature of the show it's so hopeful like despite this being 400 years in the future after like some dark things occurred it it just feels so full of hope and these these kids and their friendships are just so genuine and full of love and support and it's only going to get even better um as I continue to do this and like continue to go through the next episodes because oh man it's just so good truly think anyone should watch this and I really think that only people that have seen it will listen to this if anyone does so you know what I mean but I don't know look Utopia Falls is just it's really doing something and I really really enjoy it so uh I'm gonna go ahead and I've just really been spilling my guts about nothing for the last I don't know how long but uh, I'll wrap it up with mentioning something that I something else that I was enjoying and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, black AF which or is it hashtag black AF look I'm pretty sure it's actually hashtag black AF and um, that's what I mentioned that I was just watching before I rewatched the second episode of Utopia Falls um, and I finished it already, but it's this new Netflix series brought to you by Kenya Barris, who is also the creator of Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish, and the writer of Girls Trip, and so many more things that I don't have as full filmography, filmography in front of me, but those are things that I know. And um, Rashida Jones is also in it, you know, if you, Ann Perkins from Parks and Rec, and I think her name was like Karen in the episode of The Office that she was in. And that really matters. Um, it's Kenya Barris, Rashida Jones, their parents to six kids, and it's mockumentary style, which I'm truly like usually like really into like mockumentaries. I kinda just I just like them. I think they're I think they're great, especially when they're comedies and they I think they can be really funny. Like especially the like confessional aspect of it, like when they're just speaking dead to the camera. Um, but hashtag black AF was this look at I hate I just I want to say rich black people like I had a lot of house envy one I don't live in a house I live in an apartment 
So I, I just straight up couldn't relate, but their house was so nice. Um, I also had some family in me because like there were like six kids and I was like, "Ooh, I'm an only child. I cannot relate. Um, but it was a fun watch. Um, it was it was a fun watch while also being real, like covering some like real issues that can go down like within a family, like not only showing the the bride or the fun um, or funny times of family. It also kind of covered some of the ugly and, you know, like the fights, the fallouts, the makeup, the all of it. So, yeah, Black AF. It was a good one. Um, should check it out. So, I, again, don't know what I'm doing, so I don't know how to wrap this up. So, I'm just going to go ahead and say where you can find me. Um, you can uh, check out my blog at SpillinTV.com. I actually up updated it um I'm doing this thing where I'm gonna go through and uh write about the shows I'm watching in the shows that I've watched in this quarantine and I'm calling them sheltered in shenanigans which is probably why that word was really uh, fresh on my brain um I've already written one uh I wrote about Avenue 5 which I mentioned on this podcast before and then um you could also follow me at twitter um spilling underscore tv s-p-i-l-l-i-n underscore tv um and then on instagram you can follow me at tylerpedia t-y-l-e-r-r-p-e-d-i-a-a uh yeah i wonder what i said last time to end this make good choices that sounds right make good choices as in wear a mask or just really don't leave also it is literally so rude that someone decided to leave their apartment as i was finishing this because i'm pretty sure the mic picked it up